Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Equits Guitars. We had Kevin Equits on the show a while ago, but just as a reminder, uh, he makes three models, the Ashford, the Devera, and the Rayburn. Personally, I think uh, the Rayburn is my favorite of the three. The Rayburn is pretty sweet. That's like the, the single cut telly sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I really like that Rayburn, that red one that he had. Uh, when he came over, yeah, but super cool. Everything he makes, everything that he's made that I've gotten to play has just been fantastic. Oh yeah, he does like that two tone scarf neck joint thing with uh-huh. the with the paint on the back of the headstock. Super classy looking, very classy. Really great feeling guitars. Fantastic fretwork. The necks really fill your hand in a pleasant sort of way. Yeah, and comfortable bodies that resonate great and really cool pickups like they're just a complete package so go check out uh equits guitars you're not going to be disappointed yeah and then uh, buy one buy two or three you know yep that's uh equits e-q-u-i-t-z guitars.com um yeah go check them out this episode is also brought to you by Wong's Amplifiers. Yep. Uh, Wong's is China's only true multinational boutique amp builder, bringing professional amplica- amplification for the working musician on a budget. Uh, right now, you can get $25 off the Mini 5 using the code SLUM60. I don't know what the SLUM thing is all about, like, but I get the 60 part. Yeah. Um, they're doing a year-end sale right now on their VT1H head. That's the one that you just did a speaker shootout with. Yeah, I've got that one. Uh, they're selling that for 150 bucks. The Mini 5 right now is 225 That's um, the one you have, right? That's the one I have. Uh, it's definitely got like a tweed sound to it, and it's a tube rectified, which is kind of has a gives it some tonal variations there. And more recently, they came out with the VT18, which is a $500 combo with a power soak that allows you to run it at 1, 5, or 18 watts. Uh, they say the VT18 is a Marshall-inspired combo with a Celestian 70th uh, anniversary speaker in it. I don't know what that means. I don't know Celestian I mean, speaker offerings. Sounds cool to me. So, I, uh, I really like my little 1-watt amp. Yeah. It's, a, it's pretty fun. It's a fun thing to bust out and kind of do bluesy stuff with, get kind of like gritty at low volume. Uh, experiment with pushing tubes with various pedals. Like if I've got a boost and I want to see how it pushes tubes, I bust that thing out. I mean, it sounds like a small tube amp, but it's it's a good sound for a small tube amp. That little 5-watt amp uh, I have, I've been told to turn it down because it's too loud. <laughs> Steve, that amp is too gosh dang loud. Um, so uh, they, they use uh, military-grade fiberglass PCBs, German tone components, Heavy grade enclosures. I will say, like the enclosure for the for at least the Mini Five is definitely solid. Yeah, um, Wong's is the best choice for tone fancier with electricity guitar. That's their <laughs> slogan. That's their slogan. I love it. So uh, head on over to Wong'sAmplifier.com. Like I said, Ryan and I are both using them uh, here and there, and I really like the product. Yeah, me too. Sounds great. Aloha, Steve. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Uh, just fine. I guess uh, I threw you off your game and you don't know how to get to the intro now, do you? I don't. Well, um, maybe I'll mention that you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, training, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, and playing podcast. Oh, well, sounds about right. Yeah, here I, we are. I believe, that is, I believe that is the thing that we are making right now. <laughs> yeah, we're making a podcast as we speak. Uh, this is the part of the show where you ask me what's new. Hey, Ryan, what's new? Uh, you know, I'm just here hanging out in Hawaii, sipping Mai Tais uh, from my ukulele, just having a tropical vacation. Is there a hibiscus flower in your There's Mai Tai? There's a lot of hibiscus flowers or all they around put, me. they put hibiscus flowers in that or plumeria flowers uh, in that? Yes, plumerias, hibiscus flowers. I'm surrounded by a tropical landscape, and I am having a great time, uh, well, no, I'm in the garage right now. But if you're listening to this episode, I was about to play this. I'd be like, "Yeah, this uh, Skype recording technology is working great." <laughs> I'm on the beach with my phone, and we're podcasting. Yeah. If I was, in, I would not podcast over Skype on your, my vacation. Your your little uh, iPhone headphones, uh, your little <laughs> headphones microphone sounds great. So yeah, we're recording in the garage. But as when this episode airs, I'll still be on vacation in Maui, having a great time. I hope. 
Uh, and I just want to say, I'll still be here for a couple of days. If you're a listener and you're in Maui, hit me up on Facebook. Yeah. Let's hang out. I'm totally open to have like a hangout, like lunch or something like that with, with listeners who are in that area. Have you been uh, trying to scope out what kind of guitar shops are on Maui? Oh, to yeah. Go, go to? <laughs> I've, already, I've already scoped out the three shops that there are on Maui. <laughs> Uh, they're, you know, they're all basic, you know, kind of little, like you'll buy strings and cables and, you know, they have a selection of acoustics and a bunch of ukuleles and a couple, you know, electric options and things like that. I've also been scoping out the Craigslist and I actually posted an ad to the Craigslist there today thinking, Hey, it might be hard for them to get certain pedals there, you know, shipping the way it is. Are you just going to put those like in your bag and take them with you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm planning on buying stuff when I'm there. So it's like, there's going to be an empty space on my bag when I come back, if I sell these things. But in the ad that I posted, I said, please let me, let me know before I leave. Right. And I'll bring what you're interested in. Ah. I also put it out there that I would trade various pedals for a, uh, like a nicer ukulele. Maybe Mm. I'll do a ukulele upgrade. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to have a proper vacation. I haven't had a proper vacation in like two years, something like that. Right. I went camping two years ago. I don't know you your don't life. Know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel like I've earned some time off, so I'm excited. All right, let's. Uh, you ready to hit this first ad? Yeah, let's, let's get right into I wanna, it. I'm half expecting like the next episode we record after this, you're just going to be like, Oh, hey guys. Hey guys, I'm super relaxed. Oh. I probably won't be relaxed because when I come back from vacation, I've like buried in chores <laughs> and I always get like the most client emails when I'm on vacation. Right, like, right. I'll have like 10 new jobs I have to tackle yeah. when I get back. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. We have a bunch of like kind of unusual topics and ads, I guess. Not unusual, but it's just not going to feel standard. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, this is uh, in search of Hurricane Irma flood guitars. Uh, ad reads: ISL Hurricane Irma flood guitars. If you have a water damaged guitar not covered by insurance that you might want to sell, give me a shout or send a few picks. Mainly looking for higher end solid body Gibson, Fender, etc. But would consider others, lap steels, mandolins, etc. Now did I botch the name of the person who posted this to the group? Is it Cody Hanlon or did I min- mean to write? Cody Hansen. No, you you got this right. It's okay. Cody, Cody Hanlon. Thanks. Don't Cody we have a Cody Hansen too? Uh, no, we have a Joe Hansen. Oh, okay, that's right. Um, so this one's gone up, and actually, somebody else posted like right after this one was found that there's also one in uh, the Houston area. Oh, sure. Uh, the ISO Hurricane Harvey flood guitars. Um, I obviously like the first response to all of this is vultures yeah yeah like someone posted a, a, a like a, a gif of yeah. vultures circling and, and or something of course like, like now we are at when this airs like we're going to be post uh initial trauma let's say that yeah that's, yeah. that's the fairest thing to say obviously like but when uh, these ads came out it was like the hurricane is still there the guys. hurricane hadn't even land landed when this ad was posted it's like in preparation I think hurricane irma was hadn't even hit saint uh saint martin's yet like it was still in the yeah. middle of the atlantic i mean there's something just really tacky about the ad and its timing but then on the other side the flip side of this is like you have all your stuff ruined you know, in, insurance comes in and says, yeah, we'll replace this stuff. You're still left with a pile of moist, rotting guitars. Right. Might as well unload them to someone who thinks that they can, you know, refurbish them. Well, you know, part of me wonders if um, this could be a way to, uh, you know, this guy says he's looking for certain things. But if he has like a restoration plan, I wonder if you could be like, hey, how about instead of me selling you this the guitar at this price, I just pay you to fix it. Yeah, I give you the insurance like, money. Or, you know, if they're, if it's not covered by insurance, there's no insurance money. Right, right. But, you know, if, if you're going to... I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. If you're going to pay to, like, try to, un, like, if you're going to get paid, I guess the idea is, like, if you're going to, you could either get paid for it or maybe you could, like, pay this person something. And what would be even, like, more interesting would be to, like, to, like, flip the... I don't know if scam is the right word. It's definitely opportun- seems opportunistic. I don't know if I would necessarily say scam. Definitely sketchy. Yeah, yeah. See, feel sketchy at least. Uh, but be like, oh yeah, uh, 
well, I, you know, I just have this one guitar and like, uh, but it sounds like you know how to restore these things. So do you think like, like, uh, you could just like, maybe you could restore this for me and then you, you know, try to talk about the process and whatever. Then you're like, hey, I've got like four more. Now I know the process. No, you can't just pick up how to do it from talking to someone. He's not going to be like, oh, here's how you restore every guitar in three easy steps. Right, like, right. That's, that's true. That's, that's true. a that's a dumb idea, Steve. Shame on you for even having it. <laughs> I I I don't know. Isn't it? It's it's a little bit of a bummer of an ad for sure. Yeah. And I hope everyone that's down there. I hope no one's guitars got ruined. I hope everyone's fine. Of everything worked out. I'm saying this while I'm laying on a beach in Hawaii. <laughs> I feel like it's opportun like not opportunistic. I feel like it'll it would be interesting if you were in Hawaii and like the entire time you're there it's just monsoonal. Oh man. You like it would go outside one time. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was there, it was like three days after the leftovers of a hurricane blew through. Oh, really? And so everything was all screwed up. All the uh, the beaches had like brown water because everything was all stirred up and trees were down and stuff <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I don't know i i don't think i have much else to say on it i i've seen people even locally you know post ads saying like oh you got that old acoustic guitar in your closet like let yeah. me know what you got i'll buy it it was just tacky the timing um, of this it. is yeah and it's so like specific um it's like is this guy tr hoping to catch people who like had to abandon their house and they're stuck on the road and they're sitting there looking at their phone and it's like, ah, I left all my guitars. Oh, this guy says he'll fix, he'll, he'll buy them. Maybe yeah. I should like write like, down his address or something. Or just, you know, it kind of feels like it's trying to get, get in on somebody who might be in a desperate situation where maybe they have like three or four guitars that would be worth, you know, yeah. a few thousand dollars in good condition. But now that they're damaged and they're like desperate for any money they can get because they're, they're not, you know, they'll take 200 to get gas to get out of town. Exactly. Or, yeah. you know, they know it's going to be the, the, the guitars already damaged because they're coming back to it. They're seeing this after the fact. Yeah. The guitars are just sitting in their garage cause they, and they don't know what to do with them. And they're like, well, I guess they're ruined. They just want to start over as quick and easy as they can. Right. Yeah. And, Whatever money they could get is, you know, diapers or, or, you know, bread. Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It just, it feels skeezy. Yeah. And I know skeezy. <laughs> Speaking of skeezy, here's, a, here's our first topic sent in by Brian Wampler. Who the says, man himself. Here's a few we won't use, probably. <laughs> uh, we're calling this Chasing Tone Podcast Castoffs. <laughs> Uh, Maybe we should send him our like cast off topics for for chasing. Dude, tone. we never have cast off topics. Yeah, we we're use desperate. We use everything. <laughs> um, we're like a you know how like the Native Americans use a whole buffalo. Oh we, my gosh, we use every scrap of content there is. Uh, I actually really like this first question. These are great questions. I um, I hope they do use them. What's one effect that you love when others use but doesn't sound right when you play it? You go first. Mine is chorus. Yeah. Chorus is the chorus is the one where I can only sound like somebody doing a really bad Andy Summers impression <laughs> when I use chorus. Yeah, I I have a tough time finding the balance between like the chorus might as well not be there and there's just way too much and you just like what are you trying to sound like a synth? Like what are you doing yeah. here? That's part of the reason I like the uh the Wallace Julia so much is because it very easily finds a nice middle ground. Right. Like a nice smooth blend. Uh, where other courses I just have never had any luck with them. Also does a vibrato thing nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, chorus is a big one. We're all listening to some classic song that's got a bunch of chorus in it. It's just got gobs of chorus and like how come when I use it it doesn't sound good? It's probably one of those effects you got to play to it, you know? Right. You have to be playing the chorus pedal to a certain effect. Yeah. I was having this, a similar thought about flangers the other day. Flangers? Or flangers. 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 All right. Flangers. Whereas, like, I can think of a few classic songs that I like that have flanger in them. Wow. Uh -huh. But then when I use it, it just sounds like a big jet engine. Right. <laughs> like, And it's yeah. just kind of annoying and dumb. Isn't that what they're supposed to sound like? Big jet engines? Yeah, but they're like there's ways to use them where it's not distracting. Right. And it's kind of like a uh, 
It's a sign. <laughs> I wrote this down and I shared it with you the other day. <laughs> it's the sign of a mature musician or guitarist when they can use flanger in an appropriate way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I feel like the other effect for me is actually like really high gain distortion. Yeah, that can like, be tricky. The only way the only way I've really ever like been comfortable uh, using like a high gain distortion is uh, is like if I'm in a drop tuning. Interesting. Um, otherwise, like it always just like I don't know. I mean, I've got a I've got a rat, and I love that. But like, <laughs> thanks, um, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like, oh, my rat's actually a woodcutter from Big Ear NYC. But that's a whole other right. issue. Uh, issue problem. It's, it's not, not a an problem. issue. It's great. No. Um, but it's like, I use that for very specific things and like, I just, but that's a pedal that can, that do, does low gain well too. Yeah. Well, that, that's also true. But I like, so when you had the, um, I forget what pedal it was, but recently, I think it was like the last time we did some on air, uh, guitar playing. Okay. One of the pedals that we were messing around with was like a high gain, uh, Either it was either a fuzz or it was like a high gain distortion. Okay, and I was just like, I don't know what to play. Like, sure, I don't know sure. what to do with this. It's kind of a very specific sound. Like, you're e- if you're going high gain, you're either you know the lone guitarist in a punk rock band that's chugging out power chords, yeah, or you're you know some sort of shredder who's really like just emphasizing those deedly deedlies, right? Or doing like a Van Halen sort of you know like dive bomby sort of thing, yeah. I I really enjoy high gain, and when I'm playing at home, I'm using a lot of gain, and you know, throwing a tad of you know, delay on there, doing the hair metal thing. But it's so rare that I ever have the opportunity to actually use that in a band setting. And I've thought like, oh, someday I'd like to be like in a metal band or something like that for kicks, you know, right. for the first season of my life. But it's just. It's so rare you're ever in that situation where you need that sound. Mm-hmm. So much of guitar sound these days is you know kind of midi like mid gain, light crunch, light drivey sort of sounds. You know mm-hmm. where like the if you're going to get heavy, you're going to lay down a fuzz, but you're going to layer it with you know like delays and reverbs and things. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's that's a frustrating effect to have a lot of it around and not have a reason to use any of it. Right. I kind of feel that way about big muffs too. Like you think about classic big muff sound Mm -hmm. and they're very like front of the band. Like Mm -hmm. the guy is who's playing it, you know, whether you're, you know, Billy Corgan or, you know, uh, you know, whoever, you know, what's the guy from shoot. Can't remember the name of his name. Nate had one of his guitars. The, the Squire, Jazz oh, master. Um, Jay Mascus. Jay Mascus. Yeah, if you're Jay Mascus. Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, Dinosaur Jr. Sheesh. Talking about a brain fart. Um, but I'm never in a situation where I need a giant big muff sound. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Like when I use fuzz sounds, I usually am going for like a super bright, like gated sound. Yeah. And that's just not what a muff does. Right. So there's a lot of effects out there that apparently we are too frustrated to use. <laughs> so, that's a great question, though. All right. Um, this, I feel like, is like a yes or no, unless yeah, you want to tell a story. The next one from Brian Wampler uh, here. Has anyone ever come up to you at a gig and commented on your tone? You know, what's funny is uh, when I used, when we used to play at the same church, like no one there ever would come and talk to me about my guitar. Uh-huh. And at my new church, like there's just this weird culture. I call it weird. It's probably like but most people would like <laughs> this is culture of everyone being very complimentary. Oh yeah. I get lots of people coming up to me after service and be like, wow, it sounded really good. Wow. Good, good playing. And it's like, uh, you're making me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> I had a, I had a guy, uh, I definitely had people notice my tone. So I guess they, they'll comment on it. Uh-huh. Uh, especially like with, uh, I guess, especially with guitar, because I'll do tend to do more like swells. So a lot of times people will come up and be like, "Be like, oh man, was that you doing like that organy stuff? Uh-huh. That was, or, or like, so either like if I'm doing swells or if I'm using the micropog uh, 
for like kind of like a that a muted electric organ kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've gotten comments on that before. You need to bring that pog over here, by the way. I do, so I can do a shootout oh, with yeah. uh, the pitchfork and the subbing up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I've, uh, I've gotten comments on that uh, at our church. I actually walked. I talked about this on the show before. Um. That I had like basically had walked somebody through like my entire pedal board once because they were like uh-huh. wondering about what I use and what I use it for, and I was like, oh yeah, I use this pedal. Oh yeah, this. I, mean, I think it was the Micropog. I was like, this is actually the pedal that I use to make that sound that you liked. Yeah, you know, so uh, that was kind of cool, um, but never like at a gig. Um, I don't think I ever got compliments for anything except for being like wild. Yeah, well, you know, when we were playing, we were definitely wild. That's yeah, for sure. that's about all I got. I had a guy. Uh, I don't really know a lot about guitar or tone. <laughs> you have a lot to learn about guitar and tone, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy at a Dinosaur Ghost gig a while back. We were playing this bar that had a big open window that went out to the street. Yeah. And we were doing our sound check. Mm-hmm. And this guy rushes in the door and he comes up to the stage and as soon as we're done playing, he's like, how did you get that, that reverb sound? I was like, oh, well, come look at my pedal board and I'll show you the pedals that I'm using. I'm using, uh-huh. you know, this and that. And I'm, you know, hitting it with a 250 clone over here. Right. And he's like, oh, cool, that's really great. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy is stoked on what he just heard. He's going to stick around and watch us. But really, he was just like, okay, thanks. And then he went out the door and like ran up the street and was gone. And I never saw him again. People are weird. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty fun. Uh, let's hit this last question from yeah. Brian Wampler. Practicality aside, what's the one piece of famous gear you'd love to own? Uh, I kind of... Uh I'm split on this and it's kind of weird. The two P I, I thought of two different pieces, neither of which are from artists where I'm like super, like I don't really have any artists that I'm like obsessive over. Yeah. Me either. Um, neither of us, I was thinking about this the other day. Not, neither of us are like big music fans. We're more, I hate music. We're more gear fans. Hence, yeah. hence this whole show we've been doing for almost four years. Um, like we're we're like we get excited about you know like meeting these builders for the right. first time. So and like so that. from a gear perspective, I think these two choices, especially if you've listened to the show, oh, yeah, these two choices are going to make a lot of sense. Uh, one is um, John Paul Jones's um, bass rig, which I believe was an okay. acoustic three seventy one into an acoustic three seventy, just like just a massive like ridiculously massive yeah. bass rig. And, uh, you need the, a new car to transport yeah. that thing. Uh, and then the other one that I was thinking would be cool would be BB King's Gibson Lab Five. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, which is was the amp. Yeah. And I think that both of those, the acoustic, because one is classic acoustic, classic bass rig. The the Lab Series uh, Five, I just think is really interesting because it's that's always you know the go to amp when people are like when when people talk about like professional musicians using solid state uh-huh in a historic sense cuz a lot of people now are using like Kemper's live or they're using like the 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 Line 6 Helix live like stuff like that the fractal effects uh acts to live all these things live that are like these modern digital devices but uh BB King was one of the the classic live solid state users with the lab series. Yeah. So those were kind of the two things I was thinking of. And again, like these aren't Led Zeppelin. Like I know they're, they're radio songs, but I'm not like, I don't own a a Zeppelin album. Like I'm not like a, yeah, I'm not a super into Led Zeppelin and BB King kind of like the, the same thing. Like I recognize them when they show, like when they play his videos on TV, like when they play like his concerts on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like I mean, you enjoy all this music, but it's not like I think I was thinking about this because I was watching the Mark Maron special, right? And the new one, yeah, the I new heard one, really good, yeah, it's fun. But the way he talks about music and musicians mm-hmm. is like, okay, this guy is a music fan, right? But he's a he's a guitarist too. He plays guitar, but he's obsessed about the music side of it and the musicians. Right. And he just has these like music gods that he looks up to. Yeah. We're like, if, if, you know, if I, if him and I were in a room 
and Keith Richards walked in, he would just poop bricks. Right. And I'd be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. There's, there's Keith. I'd but be then, like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Mark <laughs> Maron just pooped bricks. <laughs> but then, you know, like, if if Keith Richards' gear cart rolled into the room, right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. here we go. i got to take a look in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think I'm more interested in music from, like, um, from like a drama standpoint. Like, Okay, from I can a, see that with from you. A, from, like, less about, like, singular artists at this point. Uh-huh. And more about like, oh, what is like, what's this weird thing? So, uh, a few weeks ago, brand new, the band brand new dropped a new album called Science Fiction, uh-huh. and with it, they've been dropping like hints at like at uh, things that they're planning, and like on their, they have a website that they're affiliated with that has a countdown timer on it. Okay, uh, and people are, tr- and it, it's counting down to like some day next year. So there's a there's speculation going on about like what, well that's the end of the world what what this is supposed to be counting down to there's also a bunch of binary on it huh. and when you put it in a binary converter at least binary to English it it's gibberish but there's like it's kind of this weird thing that I'm kind of like been trying to like when I think about it I'm like oh yeah I need to spend some time like what what haven't I tried to do with this yet. And there's a group of us who are all listeners to this show. Well, I don't listen to this show, but they do. Um, that uh, that are, are kind of like trying to figure this out. So that like I'm genuinely interested in. And I like brand new as a band, but like the some of the other people. You like this, the mystery. I like the mystery. Uh, there was a conversation about like that the expectations that this countdown timer might be counting down to either their next album release or like maybe like a final concert. Cause there's a rumor that they may just go on like into retirement soon. Uh huh. Um, and that maybe this Morse code, uh, is indicating like some saying something specific about the location or not huh. Morse code. The, the binary, binary yeah. is saying something specific about the location. Uh, so then, of course, the conversation turns into, well, once we figure it out, we're all going to meet up, right? Like, we're all going to come from, like, the four corners of the United States. Oh, my gosh. Because literally, this sounds like, like, too much work. Literally, there's a couple of us here. There's a couple of us, like, there's one or two people in, like, the mid-Atlantic, and there's, like, one or two people in, like, Seattle. Yeah. So we would be at least coming from three of the four corners of the United States. So that's kind of like I'm into like weird facts more than like oh I got to know everything about this one artist but that's the only artist I know anything about. Right, right. Man, I don't even know what I would say for this. There's a lot of I mean he says practicality aside like yeah. dream gear. I mean I'd love to have, you know, Dick Dale's guitar. You know? Right. I'd love to have uh the uh the 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 echo machine that uh, Hank Marvin used in the shadows to record mm. Apache. You know, yeah. I'd love to have you know these these random you know like kind of pieces of recording history or you know you know pieces of effect history that you can't reproduce and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's not like I sit there and obsess like, oh man, I just wish I had this person's one thing and that would be it. You know, that's my dream guitar right there. Or my dream amp or whatever. Yeah. I feel like most of the stuff most of the sounds out there I can get with whatever. With over the you know, available things. Like everything is reproduced these days. You can get all sorts of stuff. It'd be neat to have an original Moserite and have one that was owned by someone that I like. And you know, like maybe one of the ones that the Ramones used or right. one of the ones that the Ventures used. One of their early ones, the the later ones they had made from them were tacky. <laughs> they had like Ed Roman making them. Like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh or, you know, like uh, one of the Yamaha SGVs that uh that that Terry used from Terry and the Bunnies, which mm. is a, a Japanese band. Uh, man, things like that would be so much fun. Or maybe something from a uh, man or Astro Man. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you can only pick one. Well, here's even no. Here's pick, what I even want. I pick two. Here's here's what I, here's the one that I want. I want uh, I want Dragula from the White Zombie oh, video. <laughs> Is it that, the car? Yeah, but it's a music prop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want all it. Right, you know. All right. Well, in that case, I want. <laughs> I can burn through the witches with that thing. In that case, I want. Uh, <laughs> I want Dave Grohl's uh, guitar throne from, from the Broken Leg tour. <laughs> I think that's something to think about, like music video props, like 
things like that would be yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, someone posted that uh, that that Devo reproduction guitar that Eastwood makes uh-huh. earlier today on the group. I think those are cool. <laughs> My I'd, favorite comment on that was that guitar looks like it needs a Viagra. <laughs> uh, Eastwood also makes the uh, the LeBay yeah uh, clone, which is basically like a two by four with a guitar right, neck on it. Right. I've always thought those were pretty cool. I, when I saw Devo, pl- you were with me when we saw Devo play live. They, I never saw Devo. Dude, it was you, me and Adam. Christina bought us tickets to go see Devo at house of blues. This was like 12 years ago. I don't remember this. You went with us. I don't think it was me. I think it was someone else. Dude, it was you. She bought us. Two- the only time I've ever been to house of blues was for presidents. Maybe it was presidents. I thought you went with us to no, Devo. I've never seen Devo. Well, never mind then. Yeah, I went with you guys to see Presidents. Okay. I have a very odd memory from that show. Really? Yeah. It's the the drunk girl who was using her, her boobs as a cup holder. Okay, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that was like her whole deal. She's like walking around with like a red solo club shoved, shoved <laughs> in like... In. Oh, yeah, it was Presidents because I like I got on their street crew and I got fr- two free tickets and then I bought a third ticket so you could go. Oh, cool. I thought that was the Devo show, but no, no it wasn't. It was Presidents. Yeah, it was around the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, it was probably back when you were going to a lot of shows. Yeah, when I not, could go to not shows. Not like now. Yeah. You, once you have a kid, it's really hard to go to shows. Yeah. Really Once hard. I started... And it's not Once staying, I started running a music venue, I got really disinterested oh yeah, in going too, to shows. Yeah, too. Uh, I was like, I got to pay to get into this? What's like, that all about? The thing about having a kid isn't like... I can't go to the show because I got to put him to bed. Because you'll put him to bed before the show happens. Yeah. It's getting up in the morning. <laughs> like your kid's going to be awake way before you, and you got to wake up too. And it's yeah. like, I need that sleep. All right. Uh, we tackled these uh, questions from, from Wampler just yeah. fine. Thanks a lot, Brian. I still feel bad uh, because I didn't interview him at Summer Nam, and his booth was across from JHS and Walrus. And both those guys got really long interviews oh, out of me, man. but I completely blew my you voice. Suck. I know I really suck. I completely blew my voice out talking to Josh Scott about just nonsense for like an hour and a half. And then Brian was like, Oh, you're going to interview me. And I was like, I can't talk I anymore. Get, I gotta, yeah. Anyway, we need to figure side, out Skype side, side conversation. We need to figure out Skype and get Brian on the horn. Yeah. Cause he's such well, a especially great guy. Now that like, I actually have a microphone at home now that I can run into my setup and actually get like a good recording sound. You should do it. Yeah. Steve, I want you I want All you right. to shut your I face. want you to tackle our interview over Skype section yeah. of our I've Media only been Empire. talking about doing this for four years. I know, right? Um all right. This next ad was sent in to us from Adzant himself. Uh this is uh, a leather jacket with studs and spikes, thirty dollars. I I took the screenshot of this and I I saved it, and then Ryan was like, I want to talk about this, and then I realized why it was hilarious. Why is it hilarious, Steve? This ad is for a size 38 leather motorcycle jacket with lots of studs and spikes. Also comes with Megadex and Anthrax pins. Megadeth, you mean? Isn't that what I said? You said Megadex. Megadex. Oh, <laughs> and Anthra and Anthrath pins. <laughs> Megadex and Anthrath. Uh, <laughs> It is in excellent condition. Price is $30 or best offer. I can be contacted by replying to this ad. So, um... So this is probably a fair price for this, I guess. Um, if you want a jacket covered in spikes, and I don't stuff. buy jackets. What does size thirty-eight um, mean? So this is that's why I thought it was hilarious. So I think size thirty-eight is uh, chest size. Okay. Um, and I'll I can't tell you what size a size thirty-eight chest is, uh, but I can tell you that the suit jacket that I got. Um, when I was 16 was a size, I think a size 38. Okay. Like a 38 regular Is that that corduroy you always wear? No, no. Okay. Um, this is like, uh, so it's, that's the, like I said, I believe that's the chest size measurement. So a size 38 is the bottom end of like a men's medium jacket. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so what would I be like a, like a. 44 probably like at least a 44 like a i would 46, guess so to give you an idea like to go on the other end like now i think the so remember that lab coat that i wore yeah for our for our uh the gravitas video yeah yeah that i think is a 38 as well oh, it's okay. either a 38 or a 40 and that's how small that was on me right um like my 
white undershirts that I used to wear when I could wear white undershirts. Uh-huh. Those were, I think, all 40 or 42s, and those are meant huh. to be undershirts. I think my lab coat now that I wear at work is either a 46 or a 48. Well, to bring this back around to you know something adjacent to music, the reason I thought it would be fun to talk about this was to talk about the angle of like what we wear on stage and what oh, we wear okay. for shows. Because I've thought about picking up a leather jacket like this for Dinosaur Ghost. You would Ghost. die. I would definitely die from heat. I, right now we wear like the thinnest t-shirts there are. And sometimes we wear cut off jean shorts. Yeah. And it's you like, die. I sweat to death. Like playing a couple of songs, just a little bit of moving around I do. And I think just getting excited. Yeah. I sweat buckets. But I see these guys all the time playing concerts Wearing sweaters and jackets and boots and hats and stuff. Like, I don't understand how they do it. I think there are certain things like that that if you if you do it enough, you just get used to it. And I think there's I think there's a little bit of like suffer for the craft. I guess. You know who we should have on to ask about this is Adam. <laughs> Our friend Adam would wear full suits. Like yeah. Like jackets, and those slacks. were like pretty high energy shows. I think he would wear. Yeah, he definitely sweated those things out. So and he I would think, wear, you know, like fancy shoes and whatnot. I mean, I, I'm. There were at least a few. What was um, the name of the guy who'd wear those heavy sweaters all the time when he would play? Do you know who I'm talking about? I have no idea. He would play at the park gallery a lot. I can't remember his name. That I mean, a lot of people would play he at the moved, park gallery. He a lot. moved away to Norway, and he like. Use its hydrophones to talk to whales now. Oh, I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay, never mind. (laughs) But that guy would wear sweaters as like his fashion statement all the time. In the middle of summer, it'd be freaking 98 degrees in that place. And he had this thick Christmas sweater on. Right. Well, I know I I played at least... I, I, I was gonna say I played a sh- at least one show in like a full cowboy shirt, but then that's a cowboy shirt, so that's it's a like cowboy shoe. It's like linen. Yeah. It's long sleeve, but it's linen. And once it gets wet, it, it you know it evaporates and cools off a little bit. Like yeah, a leather yeah. jacket. This is so like you, no, that uh, it's no. just gonna hold all the moisture. I don't know how people do because lots of people wear leather jackets when they play. Yeah. Like historically, like think about Judas Priest. Think about you know like the Ramones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like those aren't low energy acts either. Like. Those guys are moving around, getting rowdy. I wish I could pull off the look, though, and I wish I could do it on stage. I you think should just get one and then cut the sleeves off. Do a short sleeve leather jacket. <laughs> well, no, do like a no sleeve leather oh, jacket. Oh, okay, yeah, I get like a vest. Yeah, yeah, but the, but, but yeah. here's the thing: like, you've also got to be the kind of person no, who I can think pull gotta, off a leather vest. Because if you can't pull no, it off, I think it's got to be a jacket. If it's a leather vest, like, yeah, you're just gonna look like a leather daddy. That's what I'm getting at. Like, it starts to push into fetish gear if you have not the right look. No, I think if you have like a leather jacket that you cut the sleeves off, and then you're wearing a shirt underneath it still. Yeah. I think that would be if you're just but wearing a leather vest with no undershirt. Then I yeah, can, I can realize that when I. If I put stuff on like that, like that on, like the fantasy is like, oh, put that on, and now I'm like, cool punk rock dude. I look like a real like, like rough around the edges rascal. The reality is that the way I'm put together, if I put that on, I I look like a bear. I look like you. Right. I you know I hit the leather daddy thing a lot quicker than I hit the punk rock right. scrappy kid look. That's you know the fantasy in my head. Right. You know, speaking about fantasies in your head. <laughs> Uh, Jason Fuzzmonger wants to know if you had to play a cover of one Disney song, which one would you want to play? I, th- I think this is a great question. Yeah, my problem is is uh, my older daughter's kind of post her or past her Disney movie watching sure, phase, sure. Um, and my younger daughter isn't there. Uh, she just doesn't. that sounded really sad the way you said that, but it just means that she's not there developmentally. Well, she's just like she's, she's not, not into Disney she stuff. Watch yeah. TV like it sounds for like more she, than five or ten. It minutes. sounds like she walked away from her relationship with you. She <laughs> just isn't there anymore. She's you know? gone. She's gone. <laughs> she gave um, up on on being my so daughter. I don't. I don't like. I've been trying to think of a song that's not like a ultra cliche answer to this. Well, I think the the way you find your answer. Is not what you're going to play for your kid, but what do you play for you, Steve? That's what I. Well, I'm saying I haven't consumed enough recently. Like, so some of the answers in not this recently. Th- think about your childhood, man, dude. I, 
I blocked all that out. <laughs> Steve hasn't been a child in a long time. He's tried to forget that time in his life. Um, I really like uh, what I really like. Charles Gibson says Steve is right now working on a new metal version of Let It Go. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Dolhanic, the inboxer, suggested Not in Nottingham. I really like that answer. I actually have played that song for my toddler because we watched the, uh, the no, Disney Not in Nottingham or Robin Hood and Little John. Probably Robin oh, Hood and Little John. Both of them. Both of oh, okay. them. Those are um, both. That movie has some great songs in it. Not in Nottingham is kind of it's depressing. A, it's uh, a bummer song, but it's a great, like, folky. Yeah. Like, great, so like, that slow was, song uh, to learn. That song was uh, um, Roger, Roger Miller. Yeah. So, I mean, but classic. Not in Nottingham. Yeah. Um, do, so, do, 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 do. Justin Porter followed that up with saying that Mumford and Sons did a version of that, which I listened to on YouTube, um, which led me to the Watkins family version of Not in Nottingham, which is Sarah and Sean Watkins from the band Nickel Creek. Okay. And that version's like hauntingly good. Oh, I bet. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, I still like, I feel like there's probably like a really obvious song that. I'm just not thinking of. Um, I my my first jump to in my head, like in an instrumental direction, is that I should really learn some of the tracks from um, Jungle Book because mm. it kind of hits that like um, exotica, right. like tikiana you know polynesian pop sort of like jungle fantasy sort of sound with you know like vibraphones and right. stuff that would be a good you know set of songs for me to learn for dinosaur ghost or to experiment around with you know the structure of them i wouldn't even know what they're called because a lot of them don't have lyrics i mean there are good songs with lyrics in that movie too and that's something that have you watched the new live action one I have. Yeah. I thought it was really good, and part of what makes it really good is that they bring in those instrumental songs and incorporate them into the new version, and it it meant a lot to me watching mm. it. Like it's still, you know, like I really enjoy the older animated version, but uh, being able to tie it together like that was a lot of fun. So I would love to figure out one of those old Jungle Book songs. Like an yeah, instrumental. I, I, I'm really like fighting them. I think part of the problem is like a lot of, I think what we think of as like classic Disney songs now are very much, they very much tend to be like the, like the princess era music. Sure. Um, I don't have, I could s- see you tackling a Lion King song. Right. But like, that's something that I would say is like, also would be like, um, I would, I would also call that like a princessish, right, tangentially right. princess song. Um, I was actually thinking of, um, though, I, as a solo from a solo artist, I don't know what the perspective, what I would do with it if I had to solo it. Um, like would, I could see would you be something from Aristocats. I could see you covering uh, Hakuna Matata from Lion King. Right. Yeah, Aristocats would be fun. Um, um, like that jazz era of Disney yeah. songs, you know? Uh, the other one I was thinking would be, though I don't have a specific song in mind, would be something from Fox and the Hound. Is there, there's music in it, but it's but more it's background like background music, ba- background music. And I think there's like a closing song that actually has lyrics, but it's I not necessarily a closing it's not song. like a musical, but Disney it's like movie. a very seventies, like closing song. Yeah. Well, that movie came out in 81. So did it really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like the 70s South folk was still, right. Right. It was still a thing then. Well, I didn't know that movie like, came out yeah. in 81. I assume, always assumed it was like 76 or something like that. What about Lady one, and the Tramp? That, one that would be interesting to do, um, would, would you be, do? do to do a treatment on, do a, do a, just a, deconstruction on is one jump ahead from Aladdin but make it super depressing like you're just living your entire life on the run this is the worst thing ever here's what you're just like one jump ahead of the was there songs in Oliver and Company oh yeah we're just listing Disney songs at this point wasn't that movie like a huge flop for Disney I remember being super dark you never see it. Post, you um, never see it referenced anywhere in Disney culture. I just, you know, it's, <laughs> I think it's company. one of the ones that's not a classic. Yeah, 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'd love to see you do like a straight face, like monotone, like staring at the camera with like a what the hell look on your face cover of the uh, the Siamese cat song oh, from Lady and the, Lady and the Tramp. It's like a poli- oh. it's like a political statement. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> super racist. <laughs> oh my god, that. That hurts my feelings. Something from Song of the Something from Song of the South. <laughs> Zippity doodah. <laughs> Zippity doodah. You take that and you put it in a minor key. Oh my gosh. You are in uh you are in interesting territory. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking through Zippity a list of like Disney music collections. Zippity day. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of great songs in Mary Poppins. Yeah, no, there are. Great song. Yeah, you know, cover, um, what's his name? Who is the guy in it? I can't remember. Oh, Dick oh, Van Dyke? Yeah. yeah, cover Dick Van Dyke's terrible accent. You know what songs I actually really love? I love all the songs from uh, the original uh, Dr. Doolittle. I don't remember that. That movie's got a great that. soundtrack. I, I would love to learn, learn some of those songs. Was that actually Disney? Was that yeah, Disney? that was Disney. Hmm. Uh my friend, the doctor says that it did it. You don't know it, nope. dude. It, <laughs> I love that song. Way too long. That's a great song. I mean, speaking of terrible accents, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. I think we've we haven't answered this, but we've talked about it enough. Yeah, but yeah. neither of us. The only way we can actually commit to actually picking songs is if we actually do it, and I'm just not ready to commit. <laughs> you know. Maybe I'll record myself covering one on ukulele or something. There you go. All right. Um, why can I not find this last ad? I don't know, man. You got to zoom out on the drive. It's in there. What's it under? Uh, man, how come I can't find it? Where did it go? Uh, anyway, so this one's called Input Jack Cleaner. And why can't I find it? I don't know, man. Where is it? Where okay, I'm it? just going to zoom in here and scroll through. Oh, here here it is. I found it. It's the one that has like a tweed texture. That's why you're oh, missing it. Oh, it's just it. so... Okay. Yeah, amp, yeah. Oh, because I put amp input cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is an amp input jack cleaner cable. It's $99. Uh, don't buy this, guys. Don't buy it. It's a trick. <laughs> it's a trap. I've seen these before marketed as, as a joke, and it's just they'll just be called electric guitar cable. Yeah. It's literally like a quarter-inch jack connected to a cable, and on the end or other end of the cable is a three-prong wall plug. Yeah. Um, don't give this to anyone you like. No. Don't give this to anyone you hate, because you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail. I mean, it might not kill them, but it might could this potentially fry something in your guitar? I think it could definitely potentially kill them. I mean, getting hit from wall current could potentially kill you. I've been hit by wall current and didn't die. Sure. I mean, it wouldn't be fun. It's not a guaranteed death. Well, sure. But it is not pleasant, and it's not great, and I wouldn't yeah. wish it on anyone. Yeah. Um, would it fry anything? I, I would imagine you could. You would at least, like, you could possibly, like, blow the capacitors in your guitar. Yeah. Or... Um, I mean, the the... If you were to plug this into the front end of an amp, I, that amp would be toast for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, you yeah. would fry the amp or you would fr- you would fry the fail safe th- that's in the amp. Well, that's all the front. You would be plugging into the front end. There's like you destroy the entire front end of the amp. There's yeah. no way. There's no fail safe. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, you think about like your guitar is like designed to handle your guitar. The voltage output from your guitar is like minimal. Yeah. And like it's. Is it even I generating? Assumed, I was assuming there is is your guitar really generating some kind of like fuse or fail safe or a component that would fry pretty early on. Maybe I don't know. I I, I mean I'm not an amp builder by any means. So yeah, if me you either. are, uh, I'm not. I just said I'm not. No, I mean if if you are a listener, oh okay, uh, a listener, send us an email and tell me that I'm wrong. But I, th- this is definitely a bad idea. I just don't know how bad of an idea. It I'd is. hope that whoever made this joke cable didn't actually wire it up to completion right, inside. Right. I think that's the way to do this joke cable is like give it someone like, ha, 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 and they're like, ha, 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 I get it. But then it's laying around the house and someday someone picks it up and like, oh, is this how you use it? I'm going to plug in 
this amp and I'll plug this in oh, here, geez. you know, like, and it doesn't work an accident waiting to happen if it actually completes the circuit, you yeah. know, but if you're making the joke, then just don't complete the circuit. Don't connect right. those wires to anything. That's all I'm saying. I'm begging you, please. Yep. Do we have anything else to say about this? I think that's it. All right, let's wrap this up. Call all it right. a night. Uh, Quick thanks to our sponsors, uh, Wong's Amplifiers. Uh, remember, you can get a $25 discount on the Mini 5 from Wong's. Uh, head on over to wongsamplifier.com and put in the code SLUM60 uh, at checkout for $25 off a Mini 5. That's the one that I have that I really like and I use all the time. Yeah, don't you use that for church? I do. It's a great go. little church amp. Um, also, thanks to Equits Guitars. Head on over to equitsguitars.com. Kevin is a friend of the show. Inner Circle member, uh, super cool guy, and he makes great guitars. He has three models of guitar. Buy every single one of them. Yeah, buy them all. <laughs> buy all of, all of them in every color. Exactly. Uh, this week's song was sent in by Joshua K. Frazier. You might know him as the doodle guy uh, in the Facebook group. Yeah, he does a lot uh, of doodles. He says, hey, Captain and Octo Steve, I wanted to submit Chasing the Chipmunk for the show end. It's all me on guitar, Mando, and toy djembe. I occasionally have to chase chipmunks out of our store when they get in, and this basically would be the soundtrack for it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, this sounds so the awesome. song is called Chasing the Chipmunk. Thanks, Josh. Um, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you made it this far. Yeah, and hey, just a reminder, if you're in Maui and you're listening to this when it comes out, hit me up. Let's hang out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>